That's the Mile High Hoops podcast with me, Zach By, powered by my friends at Superbook Sports. Stand up, Nuggets Nation. Denver Sports presents the Mile High Hoops podcast with Zach By. Denver Sports is your home for the most Nuggets content. Now here's your host, Zach By. What is up and welcome to another edition of the Mile High Hoops podcast. As always, I am your host, Zach By. And as always, I appreciate you spending a sliver of your busy day with me here on the podcast. Reacting to Game 4 of the Denver Nuggets Western Conference Semifinal matchup with the Phoenix Suns. A consecutive loss to those Suns. This time by way of a 129-124 victory on Sunday evening down in the desert. Lots to react to here. Um... Lots and lots to react to. I'm not, I, I don't want to lead with the Matt Ishbia stuff. I know every show in America uh, this morning, um, all the debate shows and all that, the, the, the Matt Ishbia is going to be um, kind of the hot button thing to talk about. And, and for good reason. It's the new, you know, flamboyant owner making physical contact with the MVP of the league or, or, or the, you know, a former MVP of the league, I guess uh, now you could say. Um, we'll, we'll get to that here in just a little bit. I want to start off with the meat and potatoes. Of this and and in my opinion, the only fair place to start out, the only fair place is Devin Booker and to a lesser degree Kevin Durant, but Devin Booker specifically is playing at a level, guys, um, that you could be watching the NBA for you know fifty years straight and say that is as good as I've ever seen anyone play, quite quite literally, that is as good as anyone as I have ever seen play, sustaining it. Over a period of time, Devin Booker is launching himself into a different stratosphere. Denver, uh, Denver Booker, Devin Booker is playing at a level, guys. To go fourteen of of eighteen in a in a playoff game is insane. For thirty six points to go three of four from three, five of six from the free throw line. Oh, and then to add in twelve assists, twelve. He doubled what his prop uh, was set at before the game. He also had six rebounds. He added a steal. Devin Booker is playing some version of Kobe Bryant and Kevin Durant. And Kevin Durant happens to be his teammate who played really well. Now, I thought he got among the friendliest whistles that you'll come across. Uh, I'm also not going to, and if you're if you haven't been listening to the podcast for like, you know, the half a decade that we've been doing this now, um, I don't come in here and talk about the officials. Uh, it, it's 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 not the mile high officials uh, podcast. Um, I'm going to stick to the basketball mostly. Do I think that Denver got a a rough whistle on certain possessions? Yes, I do, I do. But this was a 48 minute basketball game that had a lot of brilliance to it, a lot of brilliance to it. Okay, and, and I don't want to reduce it down to a a jump ball with you know 23 seconds left. Jokic shouldn't have had the turnover, the possession over. Does that mean that DeAndre Ayton did not hold Jokic down on the jump ball? He did. He did, and he got away with it. That was a freaking sly move by DeAndre Ayton, and the ref missed it, and the ref was right there. He should have called it. He should have called it. But that's not why Denver lost, okay? What has been going on over the course of this two-game series uh, is alarming, okay? I don't think it's a referendum on who I think is going to win the series, I do think uh, Denver is still going to win the series, but it does have me taking two huge, huge steps back 
um, of what I thought uh, four or five days ago. I, I'm, I've done a full circle. At the start of this series, I thought Nuggets in seven. And then after what I saw through the course of game one and game two, I'm looking at the Suns like I just don't think they have enough ammunition for a battle with the Nuggets who have eight guys that are all live. You know what I mean by live? Like I heard LeBron say that 10 years ago about the San Antonio Spurs. Um, um, it, wow, probably even longer than that now. He was talking about a Spurs team, and I forget what year it was, to be totally honest with you. Um, so sometime in the 2010s when he was like, they don't have like a, a weakness. Everyone's live. Like Everyone can hurt you on any given possession. That's how I viewed the landscape or, or rather the dynamic of this series after two games. And now after two more games, I'm back to w- where I thought it was more Denver Nuggets in, in, in the longest uh, uh, of a potential series in seven. And I, I want to I I go into um, another, another area of this conversation that I thought was going to go a certain way at the beginning of the series. And now four games in, it's been turned on its head and I was wrong, at, at, least, to this, at least to this point, considering the last two games. Going into this series, I said on this podcast, I said on my radio show, I went on the air in Phoenix on 98.7 Arizona Sports, which is the big sun station down there. They're the flagship with the suns. They're, you know, that's, that's kind of like, like the sports talk radio engine down there and said it there too. This is not a game of two on two. Players, uh, options number three, four, five matter. Your bench matters. Your depth matters. And unfortunately, unfortunately, that has proven out or bared out at least in the last two games incorrectly because I am watching two on two. I was wrong. I am watching two on two. And the combination of Durant and Booker is too much to overcome in a game of two on two. The rest of the Denver Nuggets need to step up right now. Okay, I, I want to give all the credit in the world to Booker and, Dur- and Durant. They deserve it. Okay, and I'm not going to uh, continuously just, just wax poetically about um, how fascinated I am with the brilliance uh, of Devin Booker, um, but I, even though I am, uh, and, and have, to have Kevin Durant, a top probably 16, 15 player of all time who is still in his prime, uh, as your second option is just a... a, a spoil of riches, but it's about time in this series we return to who the Nuggets are. Who? Are, what is that? What's the other side of that statement? When you, when you cross through that statement, what, what does it look like? Who are the Nuggets when they're at their best? The Nuggets have been for years, and we've, and we've documented it here on the Mile High Hoops podcast, for years, the Denver Nuggets, when they are at the, the, the peak of their powers, it is that is the sum, or what I always screw this statement up, they're greater than the sum of their parts. They all work together as planets around the sun that is Jokic, and that's the best version of themselves. Right now, it's like we have, they're, they're, not, they're not rotating. Those planets aren't rotating around the sun. It's the sun and the moon, and they're trying to overtake another galaxy, and it's not working, okay? And it's a bad strategy. The Nuggets need to get back to the more uh, harmonious, connected team basketball, okay? And it's pretty obvious to me what is going on in this series from the approach that they're, uh, uh, the, the Suns are taking with 
uh, Nikola Jokic and the rest of the Denver Nuggets. Jokic was brilliant. Jokic was historically good. He really was. I mean, what we're watching from this guy from an individual standpoint is flat out remarkable. Remarkable. Okay? But they are letting Jokic play one-on-one. How do you think that's going to go with Jokic playing anyone one-on-one? It's going to go pretty well for Jokic. But does it go well for Denver? And traditionally, most of Jokic's high-scoring outputs don't translate to Nuggets wins historically. And especially in the playoffs, by the way. Especially in the playoffs. So... Jokic going for 53, while it is somewhat validating to, 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 to have this guy that we've touted be on this massive stage and the world watching on a Sunday evening on TNT, it, it, there, there is like some, uh, you know, um, parts about it that I like um, because he's making history. It's like Jokic and Will are the only players in M- only centers in NBA history to have a 50-point game. Full stop. That's the list. So on one hand, it's like pretty cool, but it's not cool that that's not the best version of the Denver Nuggets. As historic and fascinating and brilliant and basketball masterclass and genius and all the other adjectives, it, 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 it's, it's not translating to a win. And it may, in fact, be, and I think it is, the exact plan for Monty Williams and the Suns. Let Jokic, don't send a double, because he can really hurt us when he sends the double. So... We'll let him score two out of every three times uh, that, that, that you know, he's going to score or, or is going to take a shot, and the rest is going to come out in the wash because they're not going to get the best of Michael Porter Jr. They're not going to get the best of Aaron Gordon. They might not even get the best of Jamal Murray, and it's working. So, and then, and then conversely, on the other end of the floor, Phoenix has adjusted uh, terrifically in this series and give Monty Williams credit. Right, we we always talk about like adjustments, like oh, playoffs are all about adjustments. Well, yeah, well, no kidding, okay. But what wh- what are they? What does it actually actually look like in the in the um in terms of de- uh, uh, Phoenix? They have flipped this series, and they've done it with shooting. It is infinitely more difficult for Denver to double Devin Booker or to a lesser degree Durant, but still still Durant too. Put put them both in there. It becomes infinitely more difficult for Denver to double Devin Booker and Kevin Durant when on the floor it's Terrence Ross, it's Landry Shamit, or it's TJ Warren instead of Tory Craig or Okogi, right? It's it changes it. Why? Because if you're going to double, if you're gonna double Devin Booker and it's Tory Craig in the opposite corner instead of Landry Shamit like it was on Sunday night, the same threat ain't there. Tory Craig, who's been taken out of this lineup, is not going to make five threes from the corner. He's just not. Landry Shamit can. Now, can he do it every night? Well, let's see. We're, we're fixing to find out. But in terms of Shamit, like, this is not a surprise that Landry Shamit did this, and I'll tell you why. While the rest of the country was sleeping on December 25th, I think it was a Sunday, Sunday, December 25th, when the rest of the world was sleeping because they started the effing Nuggets game at 10 o'clock at night Eastern or 1030 at night Eastern, 830 Mountain, I'm watching Landry freaking Shamit not only uh, duplicate what he did on Sunday night, he played better. He made multiple more threes. 
Instead of five, it was seven. I watched Landry Shamit go for 31 points against Denver. So this wasn't like I saw people on Twitter like, who is Landry Shamit? Well, okay, you know, tell me you're casual without telling me you're casual. Uh, Landry Shamit has, has been around and should be known by NBA fans. Okay, this is like a former, you know, first-round pick from, from years ago out of Wichita State. Um, he's been in the league for like, you know, I don't know, freaking five, six, seven years, whatever it is. But anyway, you know, back to the dynamic. When they are doubling Booker, Booker's doing such a good job dragging the defenders, multiple defenders, out to the three-point line or beyond, and he is doing Jokic-like cross-court corner passes and finding Landry Shamit. And then in Game 3, to a lesser degree, T.J. Warren. So that that is good coaching. We are going to play guys that were not even in our lineup. Terrence Ross wasn't playing. Landry Shamit had combined for, you know, I think it was seven points in the first two games of this series. Now, he was playing more than like someone like Terrence Ross. But, you know, upping his minutes, like doubling his minutes from game one to game three, what an adjustment from Monty Williams. Now it's on Michael Malone to respond. Okay, and in terms of trying to slow that offense down, Michael Malone may have to go into a bench that he doesn't want to. And I'm talking about the guys who are not playing right now. I don't know what that looks like. Is it Zeke Naji uh, 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 to put out there? Is it is it a Peyton Watson who I was like, there's no way this guy, you know, because at the end of the regular season, there was some people like, hey, Peyton Watson, can he get playoff minutes? I'm like, no, absolutely not. Not for Michael Malone. But now here we are in the middle of the series, and it's like, dude, if you don't make an adjustment, you could lose. Your season could be over. The other way of looking at it, though, is can you do it again? Can, like, this was a close game. This is a game that hung in the balance. And, and then maybe if you want to look at it like that from a Nuggets perspective, you had Durant going for 36 and Booker going for 36. You're combining for, you know, 72 points, and the game hung in the balance down the stretch. So is that sustainable when you come back to Denver? Uh, and and is that something that you want to bet on? That you know we're going to have the same approach. We're going to use the same personnel and have the same approach. We're going to double Durant and Booker, and we're going to say, "Go ahead, sham it, do it again." Maybe, maybe. So the big this is these are big boy decisions for Michael Malone that that he has uh, here in front of him in the next twenty four hours. Make no mistake. Um. Oh, another thing: the pace of this game, like. Guys, the over-under was 227. That, that was almost cleared by like you know nine minutes left in the fourth. To have a playoff game, 129-124, is, that is so much scoring. The defense for Denver has got to get better, okay? It's got to get better. For, on the individual effort, from protecting the rim and help side defense to rotations, like across the board, Denver's defense has to get better. But the pace of things has changed without Chris Paul. They are pushing the basketball. And the Nuggets need to be better prepared for that as well. And by the way, and I'm not, I don't want to spend any time talking about this because it's, it's not relevant for the here and now, but like the Suns have a decision to make if Chris Paul is going to say he's ready for you know game six. Because I, they don't play the same. The pace of the Suns, even though they have great scoring, the pace of which they play is actually on the slower side in the NBA. And Chris Paul is a big reason for that. But if you're having success without him and pushing the pace, what do you do when that guy says he's ready to come back? So, interesting. Um, Michael Porter Jr. has to be better. I mean, I you know, 
first of all, in Michael's defense, he is not um, – since the ball is not being lubricated and, 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 and it's not popping and guys aren't comfortable, Michael Porter Jr. doesn't look very comfortable with the basketball. But that being said, you have got to maximize your opportunity. Four for 13 and two of nine from three um, for 11 points is not good enough considering the firepower that you need to match on the other side. And, and, and you know, Porter, you, you just, like the up and down nature, like the last three games are perfectly representative of Michael Porter Jr. And this is why calling him a star is just really, really silly. The, the, the last three games perfectly encapsulated. And you could do this with the first round series too because it looks the same or, or similar. Game two, you know, you have a five-point game where you are not in the mix and you're sort of an anonymous uh, max player out there. Game, four, uh, game three in 37 minutes, you know, he's 50% from the field and making six threes going for 21 points and 12 rebounds having a massive impact on the game despite the loss. And then in game number four, you're back to 11 points and four for 13 and two of nine from three. So if you take out the one game number three from three in this series, MPJ is three for 15, I believe, in games one, two, and and four. So that has got to get better. That has just simply got to get better. Three of 15 from three in three of the four games with the one outlier um, which he's which he's good for, right? The outlier in the first round series was game three when he went for 25 points. So in both game threes, he's been the best version of himself, but in these other these other areas when they need him, he's got to make a, a, a bigger impact offensively. And that is me acknowledging I thought he did a good job on the glass and he didn't let the lack of shooting dictate his um his effort or or output on the glass but it's got to it's got to get better you are a scorer that's why you are going to be the presumptive number 1 overall pick so when you're asked to score even in the even in the limited opportunities or more limited he took 13 shots but in the more limited opportunities he's got to play better and that transition three down the stretch of the game was about as bad of a possession that he was you know claiming he got fouled he you know, he missed everything you just, it it just can't happen uh, and Jamal has got to uh, go back to doing less of the two-man game. As effective as it is, and, and you have that in your back pocket, especially for crunch time, you need to see everyone involved a, a little bit more. And by the way, Murray from three, he's got to wake up in that department. He has got to wake up. He, a one for three from three in the game, a one for six in game three, and 0 for nine in game two. So you are looking at two for, what are we talking about? Um, two for nine plus six is 15, 17, 18, 19. You're two for 19 um, across, you know, three games. That is bad. It's got to get better. And I, I, and I think it will back at home. I think it will. Um, Nuggets bench, looking at you, Jeff Green. I mean, it's, hurt, it's hurting to watch. Uh, Bruce Brown, I thought, was not. Uh, close to the best ver- version of himself, and Christian Brown wasn't really a factor at all. The bench got destroyed by the Phoenix bench, and we thought that was a real advantage coming in. I did. I say we. I thought it was a real advantage for Denver. Um, that did not bear out. That did not. That was not the case on Sunday evening in Game Four. It's got to get better. It's got to get better. Two-two. <sighs> game five is everything. I do not think Jokic is going to be suspended by the NBA. 
Okay. Um, here's my quick take on it. I don't want to spend too much time because I'm uh, I'm honestly annoyed by this topic. I'm annoyed by it because there is so much brilliance in that game four from Jokic, from Booker, and from Durant to be talking about an owner who is the young, you know, the most new newest owner in all of pro sports. He just bought the team, and he's very uh, gregarious and charismatic. I I heard I listen to Bill Simmons' podcast. I I heard him. He you know he comes off very likable oftentimes. Um, don't don't ask Dan Gilbert about that. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, go listen to last week's episode. Very rare for someone to uh, uh, talk flagrantly about Dan Gilbert the way that he did. He was asked a question. He answered it. Okay. Uh, to, but typically they go about it with more political correctness. But anyway, um, he got himself involved. He inserted himself into the storyline. Jokic, if you watch the Nuggets like I do, that is like almost a, as patented as the Sambor shuffle, is him taking the ball quickly when a player falls down and trying to have a power play going down the opposite way. He does it like every other game, guys. And for Ishbia to hold on to the ball and insert himself into the game, um, I thought it crossed the line. Now, Jokic should not have made physical contact. But I understand why he did. He's like trying to clear his space. He's got people all in front of him, people touching him, other people like trying to push him. Like, what the hell is going on? Like, what the hell is going on? That was a chaotic situation down there on the baseline. And uh, and Jokic should not be punished for a non-concept. It wasn't even a push. It wasn't even a shove. It's just like a, a brush. It was a brushing. You do not suspend someone for a brushing. If it was a, just an average fan, I don't even think we're talking about this at all. In fact, the fan probably would have got ejected. So I think that Jokic is going to get a little fine. I also think Matt Ishby is going to get a little fine. All right? You have to nip the precedent in the bud either which way, and I don't think suspending the MVP of the league is the answer. I don't think the NBA will do that. If they do, they're going to have a PR nightmare on their hands, and the people that think that the NBA is rigged are going to have that front A, 1A example uh, for in their pocket for the rest of you know their life because the NBA wants LeBron versus Durant in the next round, and they'll have the fodder to make that argument. I don't think it's going to be the case. I think it's a non-issue, a blip on the radar, really dumb. And, and I, I just, I'm annoyed that I have to talk about it uh, on the heels of some of the great, insanely brilliant basketball we saw. All right, guys, we're going to leave it there for now. Uh, at the time of recording, it's Monday morning. Uh, tomorrow night is the next game. It is at 8 o'clock um, on TNT. Holy moly. Season hangs in the balance. 2-2. Winner of Game 5 statistically and historically overwhelmingly goes on to win uh, uh, th- that series, especially when you have home court advantage. Nuggets need to get back to business, get back to basics, and take care of business in Game 5. Guys, we'll be back tomorrow morning with more time to digest. We're going to have a guest on and a preview Game number 5. That is tomorrow morning right here on the Mile High Hoops podcast. Thank you for tuning into the Mile High Hoops podcast powered by Superbook Sports. Until next time.